0: Welcome to Vox Arcana. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is a bit different than our standard episodes. This week, William, David, and myself interview Griffin McCulley, a graphic designer who creates fantastic magic items for Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Since we recorded via Skype, the sound quality may be a bit different than what you're used to, but the conversation we have about magic items is top-notch. I can't wait for you to hear it. Without further ado, here's our interview with Griffin.
1: Okay, thanks for having me on here. This is exciting,
0: dude. We are super excited. We're all huge fans of your work I know some of us have actually used several of your items in our campaign. So we're, we're pumped.
1: Oh, man, that's so nice
2: All right. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great uh, Um, so our listeners want to know who are you and where are you from?
1: Uh, so my name is griffin, uh, my I go by griff mac most everywhere Uh, so my last name is macaulay um, hence the, the Griff Mac, it's uh, pretty simple formula. Uh, <laughs> you did the best. Um, uh, funny story. I actually, I, I have both Griff Mac and Griff hyphen Mac on Reddit. Uh, but I forgot that I made the Griff Mac sans hyphen like years before I actually started to really get into Reddit. So, so I, I sniped my own username for me and now that <laughs> I have this, this, you know, like audience and everything. I, there's no way that I can, I can change it back. So. Oh, that's oh, man, it, 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 it <laughs> grates on me a little bit. <laughs> um, but I'm uh, I'm born and raised in uh, South Pennsylvania, like southeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, I've I've done a fair bit of looking around for for other places to live um, just because, you know, like I live in southeastern Pennsylvania isn't really that exciting. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I I really like the I really like the area, I like the people here. The weather is like and it has a really nice, solid four seasons. Uh, the roads mm-hmm. are terrible. But other than that
3: it's it's a nice place to live so uh just a quick aside question, as an avid reddit user, do you have any favorite subreddits <laughs> that are non d d related
1: yes. that you enjoy Oh absolutely um oh my goodness let me actually let me, let me pull up let me pull up my yes my here uh I've recently started really enjoying um absolute units
2: oh yes, yes. Um, <laughs> okay.
1: Awe, it, Awe is also just like just a nice a nice uh bright spot in my day. I'll oh, I'll okay. use I'll use the, the mobile Reddit app and when I switch over to the news section, I'm not sure if you guys use the mobile the mobile app at all. Yeah but they I have do. okay. So do you do you ever read the news and do you use the like the the amazing screen shaky feature? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like okay. It's so nice. Yeah. So so for, I guess I guess for the folks who don't use mobile Reddit, uh if you're reading the news and it's got you down you shake your phone as if you're angry at it the same way that you use in like Google maps to, to submit a, a bug report or something, but you shake your phone when the news has you upset and it pulls up a picture like from awe or something of like of, of a cat or a dog just being adorable. And it just, it <laughs> completely negates all the negative energy that's hanging all over you. It's amazing. <laughs>
0: that's, it's that's awesome.
1: Cool. Yeah. I've been
0: using it quite a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I also really – I'm just going through alphabetically here. Uh, before and After Adoption, I really love as well. I mean, Aww. again, it punches me right in the feels. Um, uh, ever since owning a dog that that we rescued, it's been uh, – it, it's really hit me a lot harder than it, than it mm-hmm. used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can really appreciate that too. Um, I like Cozy Places. I also yeah. like following uh, uh, Calvin and Hobbes too just uh, oh, because yeah. they, they have some really like good clips of, of comics that, that are just nice. I mean, and I've read all the books so many times. So it's uh. like – uh, it's just kind of ni- nice to pull that art from there. Um, oh, dad jokes. <laughs> good.
0: Uh-huh. I think my favorite is perfectly cut screams.
1: Oh, oh my really
0: God. Like
2: it's, it's so
0: good. <laughs> yeah. Like any video where it ends with someone going like, ah, and it's like. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh man.
1: Oh, man. Um, I do, I do Ikea hacks and a couple design ones as well. Um, mm. uh, Put an egg on it is, is a fun, obscure one that I really like. <laughs> <laughs> what,
2: is, what is that?
1: So people take pictures of their food and they say, well, you know, this chili was mediocre, but now I put an egg on it. And it's like this like perfectly like uh, poached egg on top of it or like sunny side <laughs> up because you know, it's breaking beautifully and it's mm. – yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, I'll I'll get tired of just like standard like Instagram food porn pictures, but you give me like some egg food porn pictures, and I'm like, like the coziest of foods. Um, and I, and I like I like following the the, the SpaceX and uh, and Tesla Motor um Mm -hmm. as
2: well so there's one that david recently turned me on to called uh brand new sentences oh yes and and i think that um basically it's anytime a person says something that has never been said in all of human history um and i think you just said it when you said that uh something about an egg is very cozy (laughs) 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 well i'm subscribed to that one right now here we go (laughs) i'm on it so it sounds like you have um a diverse array of interests. I mean, we're talking SpaceX and dad jokes, and so obviously you're a pretty unique person. But I need to know how did you get into role playing games? Because you said Calvin and Hobbes, and I know that when I was a kid, Calvin and Hobbes was a huge influence on me. And actually, I had my own like knockoff Calvin and Hobbes comic strip that I drew when I was like ten years old. It was terrible.
0: It's going to be on our Patreon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Calvin and Hobbes didn't really play much of an in, like a, a role in my interest in role playing games, but it did play an interest in my illustration, and I'll get to that later, I'm sure. But um, what got me into role playing games um, was growing up with my with my uh, folks, and um, in our old house, well, in, in the house where I was like where I first grew up um, before we moved um, when I was like ten or eleven. Um, after dinner, my dad would move over to to the computer. You know, like one of these like enormous honkin' like four by three CRTs, uh, mm-hmm. and and he'd play, uh, Might and Magic six, seven, eight, nine, um, like all all while I was growing up. Um, and I was born in I was born in nineteen ninety, and uh, so I remember like very vividly like uh, like watching watching my dad play Might and Magic six. Uh, he would. Go into a dungeon, which always spooked me out. I still don't do well with dungeons. <laughs> um, uh, and, he, and he would he would go through, and it was it was a, it was like a very party turn based game, kind of ray casted, like very like a uh, Doom esque. So like all these like two dimensional sprite figures in this kind of like uh, a gridded uh-huh. dungeon. Um, and and he would he'd play the game, and he would you know swap out different characters at the tavern. Um, and he would explain to me like why he's doing things and kind of catch me up on the story because a lot of it was like too much for me to understand at the time because I was like six, mm-hmm. and uh, and he would spend hours bug fixing for 3DO, who was the 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 main the, the developer of the game. He <laughs> like I have I have very vivid memories of him uh, trying to fix this one bug where there was there was one particular scroll of fireballs that you could pick up. That would ne- It wouldn't. It wouldn't. The scroll wouldn't fizzle, or like, the scroll wouldn't delete itself after you cast it once. Um, so yeah. a lot of people would just kind of like plow through the game using just like throwing fireball after fireball after <laughs> fireball. Um, and so he was working with developers who he actually still has contact with, uh, and just like he would go through and, and, and like Notepad um, and, or like text edit and and change like zeros to ones and like like legitimately <laughs> zeros yeah. to one. Wow. <laughs> and and Jeez. figure out exactly which value was wrong um like bonkers and like and, and like the difference that way that the way that things are programmed then and now um mm-hmm. i guess like on a more personal level uh uh pokemon really did that for me in, in 98 yes uh that that really kind of turned hey, me yeah. on into the whole into the whole kind of oh, yeah. uh strategy leveling up system kind of thing like i man like i'm so glad that pokemon is in vogue again so i can be nerdy about it because <laughs> i mean like, it, it was so hard growing up and not being able to talk about how much i love that series <laughs> um, and what's actually really funny is, um, when I, we, we didn't have, we didn't have, um, high speed internet until I was like, until I was 18, 17, 17, wow. so 2007, we went from dial up to fiber optics from, to, to Verizon Fios. Whoa. And, <laughs> uh, when we got it, I started playing, uh, Guild Wars at the time. it was Guild Wars one Um, oh, nice. and, uh, and I got my father hooked in it too. So it was just kind of this, this, this like beautiful, uh, a cycle of of father teaches son to enjoy games, and then son teaches father to enjoy grinding in MMOs. Um, <laughs> and and the tale is all this time. Yeah. <laughs> so so even even more ironic was uh, so when I was when I was in in fifth grade, I went to a, I went to a private school. I was born and raised Quaker, um, and there are, there are Quaker uh, private schools out there. And at some of these schools, it's, like, it really frowned upon to have, uh, like, really branded things. So, Pokemon was a no-go at um, at these schools because they, they didn't want, like, uh, kind of, like, social uh, dynamics to get into play. So, you know, it, when you were in high school, maybe you might have seen people with, like, Aeropostale shirts or something. And they were, like, always of, like, a different social cast. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they, they were trying to avoid that is, is I guess, the theory there. Um, so, I couldn't have Pokemon things there. And I just had this this super cool uh Pokemon Pikachu Tamagotchi critter right you know the one like, like yes. the little so so I was I was like I guess like nine or ten when that thing came out and I gave it to my dad uh to to walk around with during the day at my, my, my parents are both chiropractors so so like I, when he was at the office he would walk around with like the, with the little pikachu like kind of like in his in his pocket so that you would get it would get watts or get, get volts throughout the day for it, for it to be fed. <laughs> fast forward to the, to uh 2017 2018 uh, sorry 2007 2008 um i'm getting my father to farm gold for me in guild wars 1 while i'm <laughs> while, while i'm in school or away at college
2: uh,
1: <laughs> and meanwhile he still has that pikachu what Whoa. He, has, he doesn't have a watch he doesn't have a cell phone doesn't have a watch um but he not only does he play guild wars 2 like every day um i have long since stopped playing um but he still has my my my, my pikachu and uses it as his watch it's, <laughs> I incredible. it's incredible i love this That's man so all cool. of my heart yeah
0: wow That's, sounds that sounds like that makes me happy yeah.
1: We need
2: to have your dad on the show next <laughs> yeah
1: you know he he has he has he has a lot of really interesting stories i uh, i did i did like a high school project like a writing prompt uh like book it was like um it was to interview somebody and fill up like this entire like uh, book full of stories. And the stories that I got from him were really crazy. And it was it was one of my favorite projects. And I think it definitely brought us closer together. Um, but yeah, he's he's a cool dude. I love him a lot.
2: That's awesome. Uh, wow, that was that was probably the warmest and, and most, most wonderful awesome. thing. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess like more directly to D and D too. Like um, I got into D and D like really kind of serendipitously at the same time that that Critical Role season one started.
3: Um, oh yeah.
1: Okay. So, Perfect. uh, I was, I was toying with the idea. I was pretty freshly out of college. Um, and oh, whoa, actually, what was that? Actually, I, I couldn't even tell you what year that was. Um, it might not, I might not have been so, so fresh out of college. Uh, <laughs> regardless, um, I was, I was kind of toying with the idea of, of playing it. I had seen people in college play it and it, it always interested me. Never been able to find a group. Um, and, I was doing like a little bit of research online, just kind of figuring out like what was involved and like like what kind of online uh, options there were at the time, and just chance encounter uh, was on Twitch, just kind of browsing what was popular, and I was like, how the hell are there like 2,000 people watching D&D right now on Twitch? <laughs> um, and so I hopped on, and it was all it was all in the Geek and Sundry channel. Um, and yeah, and I hopped on. Actually, I think I think it was even like 1,300. It wasn't even that many. Th- this was this was Critical Role season one, episode 13.
2: Uh, oh, wow. oh my
1: gosh. Okay. Super early, yeah. Wow. Chance encounter, um, and and I watched it. Um, and for me, I'm I'm in Eastern Standard Time. You know, actually, yeah, Pennsylvania, right? Um, so it was very late for me. Um, but I stayed up until like one or two o'clock in the morning. Like, I sitting on the side of the bed. Uh, it's like, like staring at my phone plugged in, I could have easily gotten up to the, go to the computer, but refused. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, and yeah, I was just transfixed. And after that, I was like, okay, so I don't know what I need to do, but I need to like, I need to have this in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, uh, in a, in a incredible sequence of coincidences, some of my friends wanted to start DMing, um, and we're looking for, and we're looking for a group together, you know, like to, to put together. And it was, it was all local. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was uh, a really incredible uh, series of coincidences that kind of spiraled off into what it is now.
2: So do you GM or do you just play? Uh,
1: I actually, uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I've been running my game for a little over a year now. We started in like the first week of January uh, last year. Um, And it's kind of like a a mix of... um, Pirates of the Caribbean and like Indiana Jones. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, like, subscribe. The, like, the intrigue in there. Subscribe. <laughs> it's, it's really nice. It, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's a low magic campaign setting. Um, and, and the, the, the entire premise is like, like where's where's all the magic going? Um, and, and kind of the, the, the political, um, struggles between, between people who, um, and kind of like these, uh, uh, Conspiracy theorists, um, anarchists, kind of, kind of uh, bands of brigands that are organized, but you know, like a lot of a lot of political ties in here. I don't want to go in too much in case anybody in my group actually listens. And, <laughs> but um, but I I've got a lot of things like that. I've I've I'm really excited about the campaign, and I have plans for like you know however long until they get to level twenty.
2: Um, oh my gosh! gosh. About it, yeah. That's awesome, and for the long haul. Yeah, you, said you started this in January.
1: In January of last year. Um, oh. Before, okay. And uh, before, before then, I was I was in two different games. Uh, the fir- in my first game, I was a bard uh, named Yandrill. and nice. in my second game, um, I was a I was a, a tempest cleric named Veer, um, <laughs> who had his soul sucked out from a from an unfortunate deck of many things draw. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, it's my fault. I drew three cards. He was a gambler uh oh, no. <laughs> that's great yeah, yeah. Mixed, mixed mixed it, was, it was it was key ruin and then and then void is what i pulled yeah Ooh. um and uh so i got this like dope artifact and everything that was going to grow with my character and then i just suddenly didn't have a soul anymore so i was a husk uh <laughs> cool. so then so then in the interim while while the party recovered the um the the soul i was a i was a an air Genassi, uh, with um uh, with the with, with, with a russian accent named <laughs> named named volton and yeah. he, he was this—he was this great big blue doofus, and I loved him very much. I then to get like a lot less tired when I'm DMing, but I get a lot more tired when I'm like when I'm actually a player, and I don't know why that is. I think I'm probably just like I think I'm probably siphoning the energy from my players. I'm not. Yeah,
2: sure. no, that that's makes a, sense. Yeah, that's a good insight because I feel the same way. Like playing D and I'm good for a couple hours and then I'm just like mm-hmm. done. But I could DM forever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It, act- it activates like every part of your brain that's like i don't know it feels so vital and invigorating
1: to dm oh yeah playing god is great
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so uh on the other hand you are a super talented artist and graphic designer when did that when did your interest in art and graphic design start
1: ah so here's that calvin and Hobbes bit um so i grew up and i um i did a lot of just doodling and drawing um, my, my parents practice, um, has a bunch of my like drawings, like from me just growing up. So you can kind of see this timeline, uh, kind of going like, going around in a room of like, you know, me when I first started in kindergarten, like doing the like, finger paints and stuff, like all the uh-huh. way th- until I, like, when I graduated college. And it's pretty cool. Um, just to kind of like look at, um, I mean, I guess like me as a, like, me, me as the person who did it, it's like this kind of nice little moment of reflection, but I'm sure other people who are like, who, wh- who, who did all these? Why are these here? Um, because of things like Calvin and Hobbes, I, I got into, um, like storyboarding and like making my own like little comic strips here and there. Um, when I, when I got to about middle school or high school, I kind of got a little disenchanted with, with like illustration as a serious, uh, I guess career move or like anything Mm -hmm. to really plan on, uh, just because there were people who were infinitely better than I was in, in high school, you know, and, and like who are Today, doing I don't know like accounting jobs, which is like really heartbreaking, oh, or like wow. IT. Um, so I, I actually didn't take any illustration courses in college until my last semester, um, and it just a, a lot of it kind of just kind of came rushing back. Um, but I, I decided that I wanted to be a designer um, about midway through high school. Um, when I kind of started fiddling around in um, what was that? That was Paint Shop Pro, is what I was doing. Oh, old school! Yeah, uh... old school stuff. Yeah, and I was, I was, I was into it. Um, and and I, I enjoyed the kind of, um, the the kind of synergy that that you could get with with verbal and visual, and uh, and I that that really stuck with me. I liked the kind of puzzle aspect of it. Like, okay, so here's this problem, or you know, how do I solve this with some clever verbiage and and an image that really kind of uh, sends it home or makes it stick. Um, so I went to I went to school at Kutztown University, which is kind of in central Pennsylvania, uh, and they have a program there called Communication Design, um, which and I always have to go into this because it's not it's not communications that they, they have a, they have a separate program for that. But Communication Design is is all about that kind of visual verbal synergy. Um, it's it's a program that has. Uh, for four subclasses if you will um, <laughs> of, of graphic design advertising interactive design or yeah interactive interaction whatever um, and illustration um, and I went through um, I took nine semesters I took nine semesters
2: um,
1: I did I did well in high school and had a um, and had and had a, a, a generous grant that allowed me to take an extra semester awesome. and I uh, And yeah, I I decided I I really invested a lot of time into into the graphic design and interaction parts of the program leading up to that last semester. Um, And because I didn't the internships that I took, um, one was like a local design agency that I had a lot of uh, praise for. And the other one was across the country in Seattle, um, working on a a game for like a a Microsoft indie studio, um, which was like another wild experience in its own. But because I found them on my own, I didn't get credits for them. So I was like 10 or 12 credits shy of graduating. Uh-huh. Uh, so I took that extra semester, um, which was, I mean, fine. I was going to be entering the the job market at a time when there wasn't going to be as as many people kind of like vying for the same jobs as me. So I was OK with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's when I took I took like three illustration courses in, in that last semester and um, and And I just had a blast, and I, I learned so much, and I got to like uh, really kind of figure out how to think in three dimensions um, and and kind of use that as um, as, as a benefit when finding jobs um, outside of school. you know, saying I'm a designer, but I can also create these various graphical assets that you need for infographics or for um, uh, like mailing like e- email designs um, pamphlets, e- you know, um, websites, what have you. Um, a lot of, a lot of things have to be created and whether that be from scratch or using stock photography as a, as a base, um, a lot of it needs to be treated or, um, kind of conjured out of, out of thin pixels. So, uh, <laughs> I get to, so I, I was able to really kind of market that to my advantage. And, and, uh, because of, because of how frequently that kind of illustration, uh, surprise back, the background that I had, um, I was able to kind of really develop that, um, at some of my previous jobs and, uh, and, and yeah, I think that that's really kind of lent, lent itself, uh, uh leading into this. Mm-hmm. So, so are you
0: still doing that right now?
1: <laughs> it's funny that you ask, this is actually very funny timing. Um, so I, uh, I, I, I'm leaving my current job, uh, tomorrow's my last day whoa yeah. oh it's, nice it's it's it's, funny timing. it's 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 an adjective um <laughs> it's it's a little it's, it's a little nerve-wracking um so i've i have lost a job before at, at my dream job like my dream employer i'm local to them and i love them dearly and i see them frequently um and and as soon as they have another position like even like a part-time position open for me i'll probably take it um mm-hmm. just because i love them so dearly um but my current employer is a um, uh, is 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 a consulting agency and it is uh, dry work and not gratifying not fulfilling and um, they don't really appreciate the kind of um, uh, passion that I want to put into my work mm-hmm. so so when I try to suggest something or point out like where something could be better uh, I, it it doesn't go over that well so mm-hmm. it that way um yeah yeah leaving yeah uh last day is tomorrow and uh because of the because of the generous support of people on patreon um like i'm i'm not gonna be totally floundering uh (laughs) i i have i have savings um Mm -hmm. that that'll be able to pull on but i mean also like there are there are there are local contract gigs like at at my old employer um that'll be able to support so uh this is definitely kind of a a put up or shut up moment (laughs) and it's it's exciting, it's exhilarating, it's terrifying. Um <laughs> and and I'm, you know, there there are some really exciting things coming up for the saddlebag that that I'm really uh like that are like bucket list things, you know. So yeah. um even even if even if uh I can't make it a a full-time a full-time uh thing someday, it's still going to be uh a a remarkable chapter of my life. So
2: Wow, I feel like we uh are honored to have you here on this uh momentous occasion. yeah <laughs> well, thanks guys. <laughs> um okay, so speaking of your magic item creation experience, how did that get started? so um
1: in in my second game in in the second the second d d game that I was a player in, um the dungeon master's name was Mike, and he and I are just like close friends actually from college, and um he he and I were just hanging out one day um I had him over for for drinks. I think we were like hanging out, like playing Dark Souls or like watching movies. And in a, in a moment of of pure raw nerd, I I said, "Hey, you want to just like make some imaginary magical D and D items?" Um, <laughs> and so so we busted out like some uh, paper and pencil and graph paper or what have you, and and we're like talking about different things that'd be fun. Um, and that's actually how um, how the the storm flail, which is now called the the thunderous flail. Um and the chroma cloth and the oh uh, I love that one and the the dagger and the the dagger of the ogre mage um all all came to be on, on that first day, um wow yeah that's awesome and um and and we just had such a fun time of it and I didn't really plan on drawing them um but then you know like mm-hmm. a couple months later I was thinking you know like I I had these like I had these like little sketches of it on like a on like a notepad next to my desk here and uh, I i just kind of picked it I yeah, I want to draw this. I'm going to do this. And then I'll send it to Mike and, and we'll you know, we'll we'll enjoy it and we'll have a good laugh and and talk about it. And, um, but I just had such a good time doing it. Um, and I posted it to Reddit and it you know, it it got it got some some good like kind of bounce call outs or it got a little bit of attention and I started doing it more often. I started doing it daily on um, it's a D&D monster now's uh, Discord channel. Um, that's kind of like my, my first like real tight knit, uh, D and D community, like digital one, at least mm-hmm. kind of got started. And, and then I just kind of had to start doing it at like daily posts on Reddit. Uh, my partner, um, suggested that, um, that, that if I wanted to kind of build a following or if I wanted to post things on like Instagram that I should post it every day. Um, mm-hmm. so I continued to do things every single day. Um, and she's, she's a, a, a ceramicist or a potter. So, so she, she posts a lot. <laughs> Um, of like pots and, and, and sculptures that she makes. Um, and, and she's an incredible photographer and I could not take photos of anything, but I can export JPEGs.
2: Uh, awesome. <laughs> <New> sentences.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I started, I kind of took her up on that as a challenge, but it quickly be- kind of came up to me as like, I could make a book. And like how cool of a thing would that be if I were an author. Griffin Macaulay.
0: <laughs> Up in lights. I can see it now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so so the, this this whole kind of like, I'm gonna do this for a year. And if it's still going strong after a year, I'll keep going. But at a year I'm gonna make a book out of it. Hmm. Um and so that's that that's the current track and a trajectory and goal, you know. So like about like I think it's November ninth is is the finish line for this kind of first volume of of items. Um and so it's going to be three hundred and sixty-five items in a book. Wow, uh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, which is it's it's more more than you know uh, it'll it'll double your your item collection if you're using what's in the DMG. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the date I think the DMG has like two hundred and ninety or something or three. 3- oh my god,
3: you just gotta want a little <laughs> bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah
1: um but you know the you know these are all illustrated and you get cards for them and all that and um and there was enough of an outcry for cards that that so now now i'm i'm working with uh um i'm gonna say someone um to to (laughs) make those a thing and so those will be coming out soon and it's really exciting i'm you actually caught me in the middle of of working on those files wow
2: Um, what a what a red letter day this turned out to be
1: (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah, so it's 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 exhilarating and exhausting. And my, my my partner and I have had to change around our schedules to like so that I can actually do this. Um, it was more of an issue uh, when I when I had my nine to five. Uh, I work from I, I mean I worked slash work from home, so it was never like too much of an issue if I like you know spend a little bit of time on the saddlebag in the morning to like to post things to Instagram and Reddit mm-hmm. and what have you. Um, but yeah, we had to completely like change around kind of our our lifestyles to make sure that this can actually be a thing that that doesn't like drive us crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think and it was yeah some yeah like some some Reddit users were asking about like do you have a Patreon? Do you have anything like that? Um, and and I wasn't gonna make a Patreon, but um, but I, I got I got enough requests for it and uh, saw the potential to like maybe have this kind of incredible and joyous. Maybe someday full time job thing. Uh, Dang. So yeah, kind of pulled it up that way.
2: That's Is awesome. that book gonna be a Kickstarter?
1: I don't know. It, it's a bit. It's a bit far out. Um, we just crossed over the threshold of a hundred items. We're at a hundred and seven on Instagram, I think, um, which means that we're at a hundred and eleven on Reddit. Um, and uh, so yeah, we're we're about, we're about a third of the way through. I'm not sure if it's gonna be a Kickstarter. Um yeah i haven't thought that far yet but it is but it's definitely (laughs) going to be a hardback like like a hardcover book thing All perfect um if you buy the pdf uh, i'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure that when you buy the pdf you get a pdf for the desktop and a pdf for your phone um Um, so you can like actually like at the table or something yeah wow um yeah because that 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 kind of thing always drives me nuts like having to like pinch and zoom in a pdf like on your phone Mm -hmm. it it drives me crazy
2: oh you're telling you telling
1: me
0: (laughs) So um, getting into like the philosophy of magic item creation, like let's get into the nitty gritty. How does the process of making uh, a custom magic item, how does that begin?
1: Um, (laughs) it's it's it is kind of um, spontaneous, rapid idea generation. Mm -hmm. Um, In my line of work, um, we have to, or you know, we'll we'll, like in a team, we'll sit around and we'll just kind of start spitballing ideas on how to solve a, a problem. Um, and all ideas are on the table. Um, with, with real life problem solving, you have things to worry about like budget and time. And can you actually even build that thing on the internet? Um, (laughs) but, but with this, you know, you can say, um, I can do literally anything. So, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, so, so it's, it's kind of about like thinking more about like a niche or a need or, like a different kind of character. Like, what would they like? Um, or what kind of weapon or spell or armor has been just like uh, uh, grievously underused yes. for years? Um, Looking at you, whip. Exactly right. So I, have, <laughs> I, have, I have like I think I have three or four whips right now. I love them. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the and yes. and for, for exactly that reason, um, I'm gonna do a net pretty soon too. Yes. Um, oh yes. Yeah, just because it. it need, yeah, there there need to be like all these different character concepts that are just completely being overlooked because they only have things like flame tongue to use. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: Like, and, and, and like how many different swords are there? There are like eight or 10 different like magical swords in the DMG. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's silly. Like, there's no reason for that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, so I'll I'll, um, like, so for example, I just put out the, the, um, the Dawn star this morning on Reddit. Uh, Mm -hmm. I might change the name because it, because of its ties to Paylor lore and I have to stay within the SRD. Um, in oh. order to publish these things, oh,
2: interesting. Uh,
1: um, but like, so, so what I, what I did, what I did yesterday morning when I drew that, um, and, and kind and wrote it, wrote up the, um, the description on discord for, for, for folks to look at. Um, I went through the, I went through the weapons list and I said, Oh man, how have I not made a morning star yet? Okay. Let's make a morning star. Um, and I do, I do have like a list of, of items, um, that like, uh, maybe about like a week and a half, um, ahead of time. Uh uh-huh. Just like with names, or with like very, very vague ideas, kind of like the concepts very, that I want to rude do. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. And And uh, like, and then I, uh, <laughs> the Morning Star was admittedly not, the the Dawn Star was not admittedly um, incredibly inspired from like from like a there needs to be a character class with this, but mm-hmm. I but I really wanted to kind of riff on like the whole star aspect of it, um, and and making just kind of like a spiky thing of pure light just sounded really rad. To me <laughs> um, I kind of kind of went with with that um similarly like the um the 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 trident of the hydra that I made the other day uh yesterday was was really just me thinking, okay wait a, a trident is literally just like kind of three three spears kind of tied mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. uh so I just uh, I kind of capitalized on that and kind of extrapolated on on how that would work in game and how I could make that look and um and what could I tie that to so um uh, and kind of built it up, built on it from there, um, mm-hmm. but in other cases, like uh, for example, like the the quake hammer, that was that was based on me going through Xanathar's, and I love the Earth Tremor spell, and I wanted uh-huh. to make or oh, yeah. that just like just smashed stuff, uh, <laughs> because Xanathar doesn't in the SRD. I had to you know I, I had to go in and, and like, kind of rewrite the spell basically as 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 an item effect, um, but um, but yeah, just like it, it, that that kind of. Um, that kind of vacancy, you know, like a, a a hole where where there could be like a, a beautiful intersection of of item and magic or or character mm. uh, uh, character archetype in yeah. there is is like really really important to me. And especially like going through uh just going going through weapons or armor types that just never get used. Yeah, um, yeah. Just like, or or um, more recently with the uh, with the spirit pike how that how that ties in so so integrally to spirit weapon um for clerics oh yeah yeah it's, it's um something that that I that I try to do as well just like you mm. know, if if you if you are a cleric who uses spirit weapon a lot you know use this like this is this is your jam um and the, yeah I, I try to think about not only where there's a need but also like where there's a need in terms of items but where there's a need in terms of like archetype and early mm. you know like where the gaps are um, yeah and, and then i am just kind of like extrapolate and think about silly things that I can do on top of it and if it should be magical or mechanical um yeah which is kind of where like the uh, the retaliating shield of ink came from or the torpedo arrows yes, yeah. yeah um yeah just like all these things like well all these things are magical I mean what about what about my campaign where there's not that much magic around or like magic is is like mm-hmm. a novelty almost um or like something ancient um so yeah the, the, these kind of um uh, unique non-magical uh items are fun to do as well. Although they they are a lot harder to explain because people <laughs> are, well actually how how does quick draw work, Griff? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> explain to me explain to me in detail. How do you fit the gears in there? <laughs> oh my, gosh. Uh, like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. So like so so the <laughs> there there there's a lot less kind of like uh, uh hand wavium going on in, in and <laughs> yeah. in, 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 in mechanical items, but they're still important and I and I enjoy doing them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: See, I think it's a really cool point that you're able to not just make an archetype better through buffing it, uh, like the class itself, but through just kind of adding magic items. It's kind of like Diablo. I don't know if you've ever played it, but you get certain items that make spells all of a sudden super useful and powerful.
2: Mm-hmm. Whereas
3: normally
1: they would just kind of be meh. Absolutely. So I love that. Yeah. So like in in Guild Wars, um, I love making. Or may, uh, i loved making gimmick builds and it's like oh yeah things that were completely unusable as far away from meta as humanly possible um, <laughs> just just to make like one skill really interesting or really shine and i succeeded a few times in guild wars one to make to make uh arena net the publisher actually have to like have to patch the game oh um, my <laughs> god it's <like> very satisfying <laughs> Um but like that that is absolutely the kind of headset that I have when in terms of like straying from the default, trying to make something that's like that 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 fits in a hole that you didn't even know existed um
2: yeah, yeah, try try to do something gimmicky because that is just so much fun. <laughs> I also see um there's a item here that's the hand of the master. Do you mm-hmm. often draw inspiration from like non d and d sources when making <laughs> items? so so Hand of the Master um I didn't intend for it to be a Smash Brothers
1: reference like <laughs> when I first started out it wasn't one until um <laughs> until I was naming it and I was like oh okay it's it's Master Hand okay well, was <laughs> uh, and uh yeah because I I in I have so many character sheets just made of characters that I'll never play <laughs> um and uh, and one of them is is a character who who has a, he um he has he has a, a hook hand, and uh, he uh, and he had he he just keeps mage hand going constantly. Oh, that's so and, cool. and he has a glove over it so people don't know that he that he doesn't have a hand. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So so that I, it was it was actually like that specific made-up character that I had that made me like want to have an official item for that that he would be able to use (laughs) I like that so yeah that's that's how hand of the master came into being um and and some other ones like um the hurricane lance from like back in november I think might have been very december um was was similarly based on a um on a on a character archetype that I wanted to do of like of a halfling halfling ranger um who who used his uh his wolf mount a wolf as a mount um and you know just like would be able to run around and stab people with a lance and and have like his wolf eat stuff.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I love the idea of making it's almost reverse engineering to the point of like you think of a character concept and then what would be the perfect um the perfect weapon for them. Like like the process is very uh, you can go back and forth and I really really love that. One of my favorite weapons, I just got to do a shout out. Wow, right. crap, I can't do it. I have the same problem you were talking about of of players listening. <laughs> and like, I have a lot of plans of giving them your magic items. And I, and I, and I can't really say which ones right now because it'd be spoiling. <laughs> so my players, I know you're listening. Um, uh, don't look at uh, Griff, Griff Max stuff because a lot of it's coming your way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I I also really enjoy, for exactly that that kind of, um joy that, that you get as as a dungeon master. Yes. And, oh, that's an interesting item. I'm gonna give that to a bad guy. Or yes. I'm give NPC. <laughs> oh. Like so I so I just put out uh, like the, the, the shadow ward recently and and I was getting comments about like, oh all right, well now every vampire has this. Um or something along those lines. Uh you know, people saying that that they're gonna give this to um to, to like a local blacksmith. Who has like a story to tell, you know, all of these, all of these items that that somehow make their way as plot hooks um are, are like <laughs> it's very gratifying for me. Um on on the community discord channel, we have a channel um, that is entirely dedicated to 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 stories about how these items get used and how their players find them or or oh. what these have them. And it's it gives me so much joy to read that channel. I just it it it's it, it makes it all totally worth it. It's great.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and you said that uh, this Discord channel and maybe even Reddit is how you balance items after you submit them.
1: Yeah, so um, so page, uh, patrons um, uh, of the uh, five dollar tier or more get access to to some hidden Discord channels um, where I uh, post um, item descriptions and art every day of what's coming up the following day, um, and they can also see like, they can also see what's coming down the pipeline. Um, as well as suggest stuff, um, that, 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 you know, may or may not get made. Um, but, um, yeah, the process is I'll, I'll, in the morning I'll post like a, an item description or, um, kind of functionality on there with, with a, with a makeshift name and, uh, go from there. They'll say, oh, you know, that's, that's a little bit strong for a very rare, or that's like a little bit like weak for, for an uncommon attuned item, um, and uh and and we'll kind of like figure out okay well thematically i'm going for this how uh, like what what do you think should should i increase the damage die to a, to a d8 instead of a d6 for example or should i like increase or decrease the number of charges if it has a charge that kind of thing um mm-hmm. we'll kind of we'll just kind of finesse it that way or um the item that's coming out tomorrow we're um we're we're talking about um kind of thematically where it fits and if it should be using charges to cast spells or if we just have a, or if we just have like a, like a permanent, not always on effect and that kind of thing. Um, really great place. That's kind of like for us nerdy balance fiends to, to kind of talk <laughs> and, 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 um, and build stuff together. It's a great workshop and I love it.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Even the conversations and the threads on Reddit are just yeah. like super constructive. And, oh, yeah, I- and I can even see you going back and forth, like being like, you're right. I'll change that. Or like like really respecting the opinions of, of the, the people who are using them. And, and I I love that, that interaction that you get to have.
1: Yeah. I'm so, I'm so grateful for, for Reddit. Um, and being, and like just everybody who, who cares enough and who wants to make this item better. Um, Mm -hmm. like I, at at the end of the day, bottom line, I want these to be on like you know in people's games I want people to have memorable mm-hmm. stories or have characters who adore these items um, or like have these items solve these these incredible insurmountable problems for them um, and and to do that they have to be balanced there has to be no hesitation in adding them to a game like in, in the same way that if these things are you know if, if an item comes from the from the DMG it's fair game I, I, I want things to be as well balanced well written and, and as, as aligned to the DMG as possible so that there are more games for more people to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and yeah, there's, there's absolutely no ego going into, into, um, creating an item and, and trying to make sure that it's balanced because if, if somebody thinks that it's not balanced, I mean like that, that's still like that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and man, there are some, there are some wicked smart people on the internet, man, uh, who can like <laughs> yeah. go into these crazy math. Oh my goodness! Like the other day when I uh, when I put out the um, the the ever the everlasting sugar bomb. I love my sugar bomb. Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> I mean, like, man, some some people can just math for days, and it's amazing. I like, talk <laughs> talk about like how this how this single jawbreaker would destroy an economy, and I, and I love it. I love it. It's incredible. Um, and like, and, and all of that is so important when, when you're making these, because sure, I might not think about the economy or the repercussions of a, of a, of a candy, but man, people do. Yeah. <laughs> and there, and yeah. there are going to be some, some imaginary NPC shop keeps who are right pissed at whoever made this sugar bond, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and destroying their business.
0: Oh man. Um, so one thing that is often said, um, when I show people like uh, your work is they'll be like, Oh, I didn't know D D five, E put out new official magic items. Oh, and that's, stop, that's, it's I right. promise you. And that, that's what speaks Testament. It's just ah. how good the artwork is and how similar it looks to the artwork. It's like the exact same style as the, the fifth edition, like official artwork um, in the DMG. So how, did how did you emulate that style? And how do you, um, how did that process begin? what What process do you use for the actual art? For the magic
1: items man fun question thank you um so so professionally remember like when i said that i, I only really picked up illustration as like a serious thing in my last semester of college mm-hmm. um leading up to that i've I, you know i had to kind of create graphics um for all different kinds of imaginary products you know for, for these various projects right so like, some of them, you know, I would have to create, uh, like, products for, for like, a, a, a children's cereal box, let's say. But in that same week, I'd have to um, make make an illustration or or some such kind of graphical asset for, like, a really serious uh, car enthusiast magazine. Um, so, kind of leading up to when I started, like, really looking into into illustration seriously, I already had a lot of experience um trying to to match different aesthetics, depending on depending on what need, what needed to happen. Um, and as I kind of went into my last semester of college and took all these illustration courses, that really helped. Um, a lot of a lot of the folks who were in illustration courses with me uh, had been drawing in the same style or had had been evolving their own personal style for years, which is awesome. and man, they can they can crush those illustrations and they have they have like their, they're slice, you know, and they, they own it and it's awesome. And, you know, comic book, comic book artists get started that way and it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but for somebody like me who, as a designer, I need to be able to, to, to match any kind of brand or um, any kind of product, you know, and, and the, the users that it's going to be reaching out to, you know, whether, whether it, it's, it's like an app for, for kids or, like a, or, or an app for, for professionals, you know, need to be able to reach them. Um, and, and, and make the right kind of graphics for it. So, so because of that, I <laughs> just I have professionally always been able to kind of reach in different directions in terms of illustrations just because I've had to. Um, and because I didn't have this kind of I, di- I didn't have anything holding me back. I didn't have like a style that I'd been building up, you know, since I was a kid because I stopped drawing for a, for a fair bit. Mm -hmm. um i didn't say well you know i've always drawn this way i only know how to draw this way i'm going to keep drawing this way um so so yeah i've 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 just had professionally made a bunch of different kinds of illustrations and when it came to needing to match what was done in wizards of the coast um i just uh took took my my general illustration know-how and i had when i first started out i had um I had some of their like illustrations in the DMG on the screen next to me. Now, just kind of like look back and forth and make sure that I was kind of matching it thematically, and mm-hmm. um, and I just kind of been able to to kind of keep on running with that. Um, it's yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's it is a it is an aesthetic, and um, mm-hmm. it's it's all it's all in Photoshop. Uh, to answer your other question about how how things are painted, how things are made. Mm-hmm um occasionally i'll go through illustrator like for um for like certain shapes like uh oh, what's a good example um patterned things will uh, i'll i'll use I'll, I'll make patterns in illustrator sometimes um for some of them
2: mm-hmm.
1: but for the most part it's all photoshop
0: yeah that's I, I really think it's that it's that like light watercolor splotch behind mm-hmm, it that mm-hmm. really seals the deal. Like it really <laughs> really nails down the uh, the aesthetic of like the Wizards of the Coast five E stuff. Nice.
3: Do you have a least favorite DMG magic item?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> man, I hate Flame Tongue. <laughs> that thing just upsets every, like all the balance. It makes me so mad. Uh, oh, I hate that thing. Man, yeah, I, I gripe about that one the most. Um, what do you dislike about it? Oh, because you could because at level five is when you start kind of like encountering these these rare items, right? Um, at least according to like Xanathars or something. Um and they just kind of make this generic sword weapon that can be any sword you want. It can be a great sword, it can be a, it can be a scimitar. Um and suddenly it does It does an X, a scimitar, a scimitar that is 3d6 with every hit, (laughs) with every hit, like that's bonkers. Yeah. (laughs) And like, sure, it, it, it casts light. It casts a lot of light even. Um, but I mean, but it's not always on. It's, it's on, it's on using a bonus action so you can turn it off, turn it on. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can still have like these like crazy stealth attacks and then light up and then light a fire on your sword. Like... (laughs) What what also really bothers me is its position in the DMG. It's right next to Frostbrand, which is which is a very rare item. But it is like (laughs) it is a very rare attunement um as opposed to to uh flame tongue's rare attunement. And um the only real thing that that uh that that Frostbrand Frostbrand does any different is uh is that it gives you um cold resistance and it does one d6 with with a hit so it's just it's it's so frustrating and it's just <laughs> like, such a such a slap in the face in my opinion of balance yeah um and it, it, yeah it just it <laughs> it it makes it makes reasoning some balances hard um totally how would you or, how would
3: you change flame tongue then to make it more balanced
1: oh i'd probably just have it do um Less fire damage. Yeah, I'd probably just like one d eight would be fine. What if you had vulnerability to fire damage instead while you're using it? Oh, that's cool. interesting. Or like, um, yeah, like so if you, if you roll a one, maybe maybe like you catch on fire. Like if they had like, <laughs> a good chance for that, you know? Yeah. Like right now, the only drawback is is up to the DM's discretion. Um, yeah, and that's and that's really frustrating. Yeah. Um, Oathbow actually really kind of surprises me that it's not legendary. That kind of bugs me. Um, I also oh,
0: yeah, one of our players said that
1: it's so strong.
0: Yeah,
1: like yeah, some of some of their some of their balancing just seems really off kilter to me. Um, and because it's official, you know, it's it's a staple, and you kind of have to use that as a touchdown. Um, it just it just kind of it kind of throws a wrench in in some balances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like okay, okay. Here we go. Uh, I, re- real offenders here are like the winged boots and the uh and, and the and the flying broom. Like those oh, those are just uncommons, and that's yeah, that's garbage. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and in one of my games, I think, cause cause I remember seeing it, and I was like, what? So like technically, like broom travel would be not uh, like unheard of. Like it'd be actually pretty common in D and D worlds. And so like one day, uh. During a session, I just said, "Yeah, you just see um a person uh, just flying a broom overhead, yep. <laughs> um, and it's just like a little bit of flavor." And they're all just like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. But it's like, "Yeah, this is a magical world. Like, if they're uncommon, I mean, they're gonna be there." <laughs>
1: yeah, like it's it is it is very strange to me that they would put flying like so accessible in the game, like when when man flying can break so many encounters and puzzles yes. like yeah. I, it just it blows my mind
0: yeah isn't that why they banned the aarakocra from yep like official play <laughs> yep
1: yeah from, from like adventure league i think yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so um what are some of the favorite magic items that you've that you've made
1: Ooh. um i know they're all your babies right oh no i definitely have favorites um, <laughs> <laughs> um my my favorites are are ones that I'm like still proud of, like like weeks or or like you know, and, and I guess in some cases months after I made them, and because uh-huh. just just because the the illustration like really matches the the purpose and it's it's just a good illustration with like really clever mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh get this get this one question in advance just so I could like kind of figure out like go through my list and and figure it out uh, of which of which I'd like a uh, little bit of little bit of uh transparency there so um <laughs> i do i do have a list it is it is not terribly long um but uh i guess chronologically uh i love i love the the art and the kind of uh flavor text and mechanics of the storm thrower harpoon that's probably, that was probably my first favorite ones so explain um, that one so the storm thrower harpoon is is a, a trident that you that when you throw it was it was my very first legendary item um the, it has this kind of uh, the art for it is this kind of uh, cold metal hammered with this um, kind of golden trim that kind of gives it this, and it has like lightning kind of jumping off it.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: and it has uh, it has a chain so you can pull it back after you throw it. Um, but it acts as, as a conduit, so when you throw it, um, it deals lightning damage. It does a bonus like one d eight, I believe, lightning damage when it hits. Um, but but when but when you hit with it, you can immediately. Um, uh, have it kind of um uh be a lightning rod and call down a bolt of lightning on top of it um and it's 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 this kind of moment of uh just like hero potential like 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 if if you did that on top of a leviathan that you were fighting or a kraken like Mm -hmm. man like that's such an incredible image and story yeah yeah yeah, and I'm just, I'm, I'm really pumped on it. That was also pretty, pretty soon after I started um, doing flavor texts as well. Um, and I, re- I wrote like a fun little story in that that just, it really resonated with me. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, have, I have a place in my heart for that. Um, and that was actually back-to-back with the forearm bracers, which I also just Oh, I love, I,
0: lo- I was going to mention those. those yeah. are, I love the pun uh, mm-hmm. for, for anyone listening. Yeah, it's, it's spelled F-O-U-R arm bracers and it gives you like a pair of spectral arms below your normal ones so you have four arms
1: <laughs> it, part, part of the reasoning for that was uh just because man if i could have an extra pair of arms i would <laughs> be so game like, yeah Oh, and
0: i love the mundane uses because you mm-hmm. think of them in a combat where you can just punch yeah. but just imagine like carrying extra bags oh yeah like <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah incredible
1: um, we're not
0: making true trips we're doing it all in one trip <laughs> yeah and <laughs>
1: it's, it, it, it's it's that kind of like funny funny day-to-day use yes um, it's like like really i think sets sets some items apart mm-hmm. um and 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 it just really makes me fall in love with them yeah um and so that, that was back to back with the um, with the Storm Thrower Harpoon too. Um, the singing Stein gets a whole lot of love, and, and I love oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So I mentioned earlier that my partner is is a is a ceramicist. So she and I are going to be actually making a couple of them, uh, which <gasps> oh, I'm really oh, excited that's about. That's so awesome. That's yeah, cool. yeah. There 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 is a potential in the future to maybe sell some of them. Would be fun if I go to yeah. like a convention. it'd Be really fun. <laughs> That'd be oh cool. yeah. Um, I also man, I love timber. Like balancing Timber was an oh, absolute nightmare, but I loved the dialogue. That's like what really made me fall in love with, with the kind of people on, on, on Reddit that I could just talk to. And I just, mm, I, I love the story of like kind of how that item came to be. I love the idea of it. And I was actually really proud of the art too. when I made it. Um, I think, I think I'm, I'm actually still pretty proud of the, um, like the little um, leaf effects on the, uh, on the, on the blade of it.
0: Yeah. So just uh, for our listeners who aren't familiar, just explain Timber.
1: Sure. Um, timber is is an axe, as a hand axe. Um, that that the more times you consecutively hit with it, um, it kind of builds up these these charges or power. And if you hit three times consecutively consecutively with it, as if you were cutting down a tree, mm-hmm. um, it it lets it lets loose this kind of explosive uh, wave of power. Um, <laughs> and it also it also does extra damage against uh, like wooden objects or I think creatures. <laughs> It has a whole lot of flavor in it, and it, it was it was bounced back and it. forth, and yeah, it, it's it is it the 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 art of it is a, um it's like a it's like a, a branch of wood. It's a very raw. It's like it's like not polished or cut, and it has um these these three branches that kind of like uh, extend out of it to the side that hold this kind of crescent blade on it, and and the the, the blade is uh, uh, embossed to look like it has leaves on it too. Um, yeah. so it just, it just looks like you just like ripped off a part of a metal tree. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah.
1: Cool. This is um,
0: fantastic. Yeah. A few of my favorites I'd love to, uh, just, sure, just sure, see, sure. see the, uh, the process fine. The Forge Master's Might, which literally just looks like an anvil mm-hmm, on a stick. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love <laughs> I have a, uh, Forge Cleric, Perfect. um, in one of my games and my, his, uh, deity, I think it's Helm himself, is going to, uh bestow this to him eventually that's awesome Patrick, if you're listening uh, yes yeah, some spoilers but
1: <laughs> so so forge masters might specifically was actually a um, a patreon reward um so so it, when i first launched the patron the patreon campaign um people who uh jumped onto the top tier of support for that first month uh got rewarded with uh, essentially like a, an item made in your name um <laughs> And, uh, and so I, so I had, I had a whole bunch of people who were, who were asking for, um, for this and that. And I worked with them to kind of make sure that the flavor was there and the mechanics were there. Um, a lot of them were, were a little bit, um, were a little bit, you know, a little OP. So we had, to kind of, <laughs> we, so we had, we had to tone them back a bit or can I find the right language or the right spells to kind of fit in the SRD. Um, yeah. And the forge masters might was, uh, was, was, was one of my, was one of my patrons, uh, patrons. Who's who's still very active on discord today. Um, and yeah, it was that, that was that was a lot of fun to, to make yeah. one and to figure out like <laughs> because of because you can use it to forge weapons on because it is just an anvil <laughs> on a stick. Um, <laughs> it, 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 you needed to be able to kind of like hold it over a fire, like to hold it somewhere. So people were people were asking, why is it? Why is like the anvil vertical? On this thing, as opposed <laughs> as opposed to like horizontal, I guess if we were sitting on the ground, and it's for exactly that reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, because, that. because you need to actually put it down, you know, uh, face up somewhere.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Oh man, it's perfect flavor for a forge
1: cleric. Oh yeah, uh, actually, if, if I, I I have a few more I have a few more favors that I want to shout out. Too, absolutely. I so uh, I I love the Ironleaf Mall of Entanglement. Uh, oh yes. Frozen dagger. Ah, uh, just because that one's like it's so simple and it's like it's like, it's an uncommon attuned, I think, mm-hmm. and but the art for it's so rad. I, I love that ice effect. Yes. Um, the ether spear and splinter shot um, staff of the four seasons was actually another one of those Patreon rewards, but that was so much fun to make, um, and and to balance, especially to the SRD, that was that that, that took a whole lot of rebalancing, uh, to just to, to really make it sing. Um, I love the silver eagle weapons.
0: Spirit oh yeah, pike. yeah.
1: Were... Yeah, the and the, the spirit pike more recently. And mm. most recently the, the the 100th item for the for the saddlebag was the fire dervish cloak. I love that. Oh
0: thing. yeah. Yeah. I I think my absolute favorite is the memento of the shapeless, which is uh essentially like yeah. a weapon, almost kind of like a venom type flavor where it can like turn into any uh any weapon right without the heavy yeah quality. yeah so you just made from,
1: from the preserved remains of a mimic of an yes mimic. yes, That's
0: yes. So cool. and so it could just turn into a mace or turn into a flail or turn into a long sword and i love that that freedom or th- that creativity that you can give to a player in combat where it's like okay i need to push this guy back i'm going to use a mace or oh i need to cut this guy or cut this off i'm going to use a sword of uh, i just love the creativity that it just puts into the hands of the players um
1: so so great yeah and some some uh, some extra credit to to the discord channel for that. That one actually um when I first when I first proposed it uh it was it was a lot less interesting. It was it, I think you could just you could just shape it to different stuff. Um but it missed out on like on the whole grafting to your arm kind of thing or a kind of uh, ability uh-huh. or or the the lashing out and grappling bit. Um it was it was it was definitely like it was a cool thing. It's actually closer to what switch is. Um oh. if- yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was closer to that, um, but uh, but yeah, a, a bit more a bit more mundane. Uh, mm-hmm. So so yeah,
2: kudos kudos to, to
1: Discord for kind of pushing that 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 item forward uh, mm-hmm. because yeah, it is super awesome, and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I like it when uh, when when people uh, tell me that that they that they uh, they have it sentient and they have like they have like uh, one of the one of the mimics eyes kind of like swivels around on like whatever <laughs> item it is that they make. <laughs> um, or like that, it has again like, you know, uh, the art for it. Still has like the the mimics kind of gnarled teeth on it. So yes. so you you can you can really kind of take the flavor for it however far as you want.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm.
0: So dungeon masters oftentimes love creating magic items themselves. Do you have any um, words of wisdom or advice for the dungeon master at their table trying to creatively think of these magic items? Do you have any advice for for them when they're they're trying to do that at home?
1: Um refer to the DMG constantly, both mm-hmm. in terms of um, balance um, and like um, ex- expectations on like how many charges something should have for the rarity or the DCs for the rarity. Um, and um, man, if, if you're not, if you're not sure make it a little bit less powerful, you can always <laughs> yes. make something more powerful. <laughs> yes. And, I and, cannot and if,
0: echo if, if, that more.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like if, if, if you need to make something more powerful, like how cool of a story moment would be if you 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 uh, you're wielding this this sword that's kind of cool, you know, but it's 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 whatever. Um, but you wield the sword and you you cut down this this infamous goblin king, and you have this kind of moment of of of, of heroism, and you look down at the sword and it changes or or like yeah. this, this new power happens. You always, you can always buff an item and make it into an excellent story moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would do I would. I would definitely undertune things. Um, Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I cannot agree more. Some things that I do, I've recently given a player uh, the legendary uh, Black Razor, Um, but it's just a plus one magic item. Mm -hmm. And then as they essentially... Submit to the sword's wishes, um, and like you know, kill someone every day, and like,
1: for sure, it's, it's
0: almost like a warlock patron. Um, then it will eventually become a plus two or a plus three. Right. Um, and so yeah, definitely, kind of start magic items lower than you think, um, and then they can become more powerful or gain attributes or just become a plus one, plus two, plus three later on, yeah. and that can be a better story moment. It can feel more like your players progressing. Um, because the opposite is way worse of being like, okay, buddy, that mall is way too powerful. So we're going to have to nerf it. That makes (laughs) players feel like trash. It's better to like have that progression and start lower and build up than it is to be like, Ooh, this is unbalanced. We got to, we got to nerf you. Yeah. Uh,
1: like, yeah. I mean, if, because if, if you say, uh, you know, you're too strong with that, with that mall, it, it not only makes them feel kind of targeted, but it also makes them feel like, am I, am I like, like almost guilty for for making for making the game uh unbalanced i don't know like yeah. i i've definitely kind of seen that in the eyes of, of some players before whenever that's happened mm-hmm. um in in previous games but yeah um i guess like beyond that just like make things that you're proud of but i i kind of give that yeah. advice to everybody just make things that you're proud of and if you're really proud of something good you advice. want to be as good as possible so mm-hmm. it kind of strips you of the opportunity to um to, to have an ego about it because you're dedicated to the product and you're dedicated to the, you know, to the homebrew in this case. So you want uh, to make it as good as possible. Wow. That is actually
0: incredibly good advice. Well, wow, yeah. Make, make stuff that you're proud of. So uh, right before we finish we, so our, our final task that, that we have for you, Griffin uh, is, I'd love for all of us together to collaborate, to create, a magic item you don't have to do the art or make it official or anything uh, but uh, we <laughs> make a magic item based on the name of this podcast vox arcana so let's do that right now what what kind of magic item would that be and then we can kind of just bounce ideas off each other
1: until we have have something uh sure um well i mean vox means voice and uh-huh. we, all, we all know that arcana is you know magic stuff so mm-hmm. um i mean have you uh, heard the l- l- magic l-
3: mouth spell, like <laughs> the shimmering oh, mouth? That's yeah, an idea. A magic spell. Uh, so, uh, it it might incorporate something along those lines. Uh, just immediately, uh, that's what comes to
1: my head. Sure. Um, uh, magic mouth. Uh, magic mouth is like speak stuff, right? Yeah, you just put like, almost like a speaker anywhere in line of sight, and yeah. they can talk. So, so what what comes to mind with me is is similar. You know, it, it's about speaking. But um, since so many spells, you know, arcane users um require verbal components mm-hmm. um that this could kind of be like a recorder so if you cast a spell once you don't have to use the verbal component for it again for a certain amount of hours
0: oh because oh. the, cause the mouth does it
1: for you right or like if, if it were like a pendant or an or something yeah like yeah oh, that's
0: really cool yeah i'm imagining like a, a necklace maybe that just mm-hmm. has like a mouth on it <laughs> glowing with some magical energy
1: yeah um. oh sure i mean like uh um like uh, you could you could even go a little bit comical with the uh with like uh, kind of what the ring of gestures did which is just going kind of this this uh uh jewel that's crafted into a hand that changes um, <laughs> i mean if you wanted to go a bit a bit more like fantasy with it you could have the um the amulet be this kind of a uh, made of ruby right because if you're mm-hmm. recording something a lot of times you'll get that kind of red that red light or that glow
0: oh
3: thing, yeah so you can
1: kind of pull off that pull off that huh. mm.
0: the, the master at work folks
3: i'm <laughs> um, also uh another thing that comes to mind is you know those little chomping teeth oh fun oh, so yeah, it's something yeah, you yeah. like you like wind it up and then you like <laughs> set it go on the ground and then it it has the spell or whatever the, with verbal components so you like speak into it for a later point in time and then it just like hops around and after a round or two it casts a spell
0: yeah. oh i love yeah. yeah like a delayed reaction yes
1: yeah. Yeah, almost like a delayed fireball spell um yes. So yeah. So you you would you would like you would whisper you would whisper a spell at it and you could you could wind it up a certain you could it, uh, it would use charges and yes. you can you could expend a certain number of charges to wind it up that many and that many turns later. Oh, that's so. The cool. spell would go off. That's fantastic. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic.
0: cool. Oh my God, I think we've arrived, folks. <laughs> that, that's super cool because I, I love the idea of adding um, essentially timers to combat where it's like oh, okay we got to do this and this because that spell is going to go off in this many rounds like oh yeah i love that
1: i love and, that yeah and and maybe maybe the benefit could be like it, it costs a uh, like a spell slot less for every for every charm. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. oh that's super interesting
0: good. oh man that is awesome so okay well thank you so much for being on the podcast today griffin um is there anything uh that you would like to plug
1: Uh, yeah, sure. So, so my name is Griffin. Uh, it's G-R-I-F-F-I-N spelled like the way that Magic the Gathering does it. Uh, but, but D and D spells it with an O-N. So, so you can find me, uh, on the internet, um, under the Griffin's Saddlebag, uh, with G-R-I-F-F-O-N-S. Um, (laughs) that's on Reddit and Instagram and Patreon. Um, Instagram and Patreon have, um, have underscores in between uh, each of the words, but Reddit is all one word. Um, and yeah, if you become if you become a uh, a, a patron on Patreon, uh, you get access to all these different high resolution art files, both like with and without backgrounds. Um, you can also get uh, compendiums, both text and uh, DMG inspired. So every month I'll put together a like a magazine of sorts of items from the past month, and I'll put it in like this uh, DMG inspired kind of catalog. So with all with all those uh, kind of uh page templates and and illustrations wrapped up in there uh, you can also get ready-made um, item cards too just to print out at home or use in your roll 20 games um, you can also just follow me on instagram too talk to me there um, we've got a we got a growing following there and it's just really exciting to kind of see people kind of collaborate and come together here and you can always reach out on discord too and you can find the links for that either on my patreon page or on the the reddit
0: Sweet. Well, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. Um,
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Yeah, it's been fantastic. Any any uh, aspiring magic item creators out there, or anyone who just needs some magic items to fill their dungeons with, um, I highly recommend you check out the Griffin Saddlebag. There is some amazing stuff in there. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vox Arcana, and I sincerely hope you check out Griffin's magic items real soon. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search for Vox Arcana and you should be able to find us, no problem. If you would like more episodes, you can support us via Patreon. For five bucks a month, you gain access to our monthly bonus episodes, as well as access to our back catalog of bonus episodes. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.